And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, and today we're talking with Carmen LaBerge, the host of Connecting Faith, a nationally syndicated program on the Faith Radio Network. She's also host of Reconnect One, a daily one-minute show currently airing in more than 450 markets. If you struggle with sharing the gospel or talking about faith-related topics, politics, homosexuality, abortion, religious liberty, with friends or family, for fear of being silenced. This show is for you. During this episode, we will talk to Carmen, who will help us understand ways that believers can enter into these difficult conversations and be effective ambassadors for Messiah. I'm an attorney and partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are believers that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, and defending religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. On her show, Carmen holds compelling discussions that make connections between the eternal and the every every day by equipping followers of Jesus to engage the culture in ways that honor him. She's the author of Speak the Truth, Bringing God Back into the Conversation, a book that instructs believers how to effectively bear witness for the gospel today. Carmen, can you bring God back into this conversation? Hey, God's already present. Thanks, John. That's a privilege <laughs> to be here with you today. Uh, you heard the introduction. Uh, people want to share the love of Jesus. They want to talk about the plan of salvation. They want to talk about the pain of homosexuality and and uh, killing of unborn children and religious liberty issues. But they've been intimidated or their neighbors or friends don't want to talk. How do we begin to overcome some of these problems? So, John, I think the starting point is to recognize that many of us are, are so much further ahead in those conversations than the people with whom we genuinely want to engage on these subjects. And so uh, in the same way that you as an attorney, um, you often have to you know, take 10 steps back in order to walk a jury uh, even to the first point of understanding the argument that you're ultimately going to make. Um, you know where you're headed. You know what you really want to talk about. Um, but you may have to start with <clears throat> simply getting the people uh, whom you're trying to persuade and influence uh, or even just converse with uh, to get them to understand the, what the starting point of the conversation is. And so that would be my first encouragement to listeners. Um, we, we know the things that we think we want to talk about, and those are those issues that you raised. They tend to be very hot button. Uh, they tend to be, therefore, very hot topics. Uh, and so most folks are going to respond to us from a position of defense because we haven't taken the time to literally 
walk the distance, the cultural distance to where they are and proceed from where they are to a point of understanding uh, about the subject. All right, let's try this. Uh, role play. Sure. I'm, I, I'm uh, a business associate of yours. I'm uh, ardently pro-abortion and against choice. I, I think abortion is a woman's right and uh, should be legalized and, and encouraged whenever people feel the need. And yet I work with you um, and I'd like to know what you think about it. How do you, how do you uh, begin to broach that conversation with, with me, know, knowing that I probably am not really open, but you're going to try? So, um, so John, um, have you got some time today for us to maybe grab some lunch? Yeah. Oh, sure. What's up? So um, I, I know that there have been uh, times in which you have made really clear your position on, on life issues, particularly on the issue of uh, a woman's right to an abortion in our country. Um, I've, I've been listening. I've been overhearing, you know, the kinds of things that you've been saying about um, maybe your fear that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned if, if Brett Kavanaugh is uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court. So I'm just wondering, could we just, you know, over lunch plan to, you know, dig around in some of that subject matter? Because I think you and I um, have different views, and, and I really want to understand your view, and I'm hoping you'd be interested in understanding mine. Well, uh, well, sure, I hope we can still, uh, you know, re remain uh, associates and, and, and work together because, uh, Gee, and I'm I'm a little uh, fearful about bringing up this this topic that it may uh, drive a wedge between our relationship. Otherwise, can you can you promise me I won't be offended? <laughs> well, I can't promise not to offend you. Um, just in the same way that you know, I mean, we could never we could never promise not to offend each other, John. And the business that we're in, uh, you and I both know, we we offend people all the time. Um, and I can't, you know, I can't predict what your feelings are going to be. Here's what I can commit to. Um, I can commit to listening uh, to your to your viewpoint. And I can absolutely commit to um, to speaking um, factually uh, and and, you know, and try to not operate, you know, out of my emotions, because I think that sometimes emotions around these issues can be very strong. So, um, you know, we're friends, we're colleagues. Uh, let's grab a bite to eat. All right. Now, that's John, okay. okay. Carmen's pizza. Yeah. So right. what, I, what I'm really, <laughs> yeah. What I'm really going for. What I'm really going for here is is that Christ is going to be made known to you in the breaking of the bread. I'm not telling you that, but I am. I am establishing um, the beginning point of a conversation. Now, when you and I actually sit down at lunch, I am gonna. I am gonna seek to understand why you hold the position that you hold. What motivates you? Um, to hold a particular position on an issue. And I'm going to be listening as you're talking, genuinely seeking to understand where you're coming from. Thank you. Thank you. This is uh, Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Bauk of the law firm of Malk and Baker. And we're speaking with Carmen LaBerge, host of Connecting Faith, who's helping us understand how to listen, how to speak about uh, gospel issues and hot-button political issues that... Uh, trouble all of us. 
and burden our hearts because we want our friends and neighbors to know Jesus and the Jesus path. So, so Carmen, um, your objective, you said in the breaking of the bread that the Lord will be revealed. Could you expand on that a little bit? Sure. So one of my motivations to get you uh, sitting down at a table with me is that a lot happens uh, in, in what we would call common fellowship. And so uh, I'm not going to try to have a debate with you. I'm going to sit down and break bread with you over a meal. And, and I'm going um, to actually use the model of Christ with the guys at the Walk to Emmaus to start wherever it is you're starting. You know, those guys started in a position of grief and deep confusion. They obviously knew enough about the scriptures that when Jesus started to reveal to them what the scriptures said about him and said about Messiah over the course of time, and it was a long period of time, it's a long walk, especially in grief um, from, uh, from Jerusalem to Emmaus, but it was a short distance back after they had uh, come to understand that Christ was risen and had been with them and had opened their minds to what the scriptures say. Um, it was a short run back to Jerusalem to share that good news with others. That's really what you and I as ambassadors of Jesus Christ in the world today are seeking to do. We are seeking to make Christ known to others, that they would taste and see that the Lord is good, um, in order that they might not only um, enjoy wonderful, rich uh, redemption in him and rich fellowship with him, but that they would then run to others, because they're going to be in a position to reach people that we cannot reach. Well, I think, I think you're pointing up uh, a, a very important thing that our listeners need to bear in mind, that the conversation is not just between us and our family or us and, and unbelievers or neighbors, but there's a third person involved in all of these conversations, uh, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, and I would say the Holy Spirit is the primary, needs to be the primary person in the conversation. So there was certainly uh, a point in time when I approached these issues as issues, and therefore people as threats to my position, and I probably had a, a fairly, you know, like, <clears throat> angry, even vitriolic spirit. But then God made re three very significant shifts in my thinking, and I, I want to encourage people to think about this today. Um, first of all, we need to see the person first, not the issue. I am talking to another eternal being, um, and I am talking about... Uh, the one issue, and that's God. And so um, when I'm entering into these situations, I'm, you know, I'm at first acknowledging this conversation partner, this other person is a real person. They are not an issue uh, for me to address or bring down, or even a stumbling block in the culture for me to bring low. This is a person, and there's an eternal uh, reality at stake here. The second thing is to simply ask God, to use me, give me his perspective on that person in this moment, and then recognize my role as God's agent of grace. I am keeping a divine appointment that God has set, for which God has an agenda, and in which God is going to be faithful to speak if only I would let him. Amen. Coming up, we will talk further with Carmen, and she'll tell us the third step uh, that's important uh, to engage uh, people in our culture with meaningful discussions in faith. I'm John Mauck, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, partner of the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago, and we're talking with Carmen LaBerge, host of Connecting Faith, a radio show aimed at equipping believers to engage the culture in ways that honor him. If you're enjoying our discussion with Carmen and are interested in what you're doing, you can visit her ministry page at reconnectwithcarmen.com. Or you can get her book, Speak the Truth, Bring God Back into the Conversation. Uh, Carmen, before the break, you said there are three principles that you look for in sharing your faith. One is to deal with the person first, not the issue. And think about the person you're, you're speaking with, not the topic you're trying to uh, dis- discuss. Secondly, asking God the third person in the conversation, to give perspective on the person you're talking to, to understand them, I assume, to have a heart for where they're coming from. If I've summarized those first two points accurately, could you move us on to the third point? Sure, and yes, I think your summary was excellent. Um, And in that second point, we just might add, God knows um, so much more about this person than I could ever know, even if I were to become a student of them for the rest of my life. Oh, wow, yes, absolutely true. So that's just huge. God knows more about them than they even know about themselves. So so trusting him in the midst of this is essential. The third thing is, I I am sometimes, John, actually my self-talk in these conversations um, in order to control myself sometimes, <clears throat> is, uh, is actually to say, Carmen, this person needs the peace of Christ, which passes all, all understanding. They do not need a piece of your mind. <laughs> and some... <clears throat> you find yourself laughing in the midst of your uh, conversations as you, as you are, uh, humorously observe your own, uh, your own, your own shortcomings? Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's a, that's a moment where, you know, I'm, joy is returning to me, like, right? I, and I'm remembering that Christ is in control of this, and I'm seeking to have the mind of Christ on the matters of the day. And I'm, I'm actually seeking to be an ambassador of a king and a kingdom, um, and that the person with whom I am discussing these things um, it has been swimming in waters that are totally contaminated and almost devoid of oxygen. And so what they have literally been ingesting and breathing and living in is completely different than the, the worldview uh, and the eternal view that I am trying to get them to see. And so, you know, I don't, I don't take that as an overwhelming, oh, we'll never get there. I take that as a, okay, let me be patient um, and let me recognize that there are, there are many, many um, hindrances and barriers between where this person is living and what they currently think about things and the way they think about things and what I am trying to describe to them. It's a little bit like Ezekiel seeing, you know, heaven, the wheel and a wheel and a wheel. He doesn't have any other words to describe it. So, uh, so how do we help people see heavenly realities when they have been totally immersed in the world? Well, okay, let's put this to practice here because I'd like this uh, idea of sort of uh, acting, acting this out. Uh, I'm going to be a friend of yours. Uh, we've known each other for a while. Our kids uh, go to the uh, play on the same soccer team. Uh, my brother is gay and he's, he's, he's uh, marrying uh, another gay man uh, in a couple of weeks. And we're at the soccer game. Uh, cheering for our kids, 
would you su uh, summarize your first three points and then uh, when you're done uh, repeating those, let's uh, let's talk about this. I'll 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 start this out by uh, by announcing the the wedding that I'm going to, and then uh, I'd like to hear how you help me uh, see things differently. So um, so John, uh, you know I understand that uh, Cindy won't be here uh, at the soccer game in a couple of weeks um, because you guys are attending. Um, a, a family celebration. Um, I, I understand because folks have shared it that uh, that your brother um, is getting married, and uh, and and you and I have talked before about the fact that you know his relationship is with another man. I'm wondering, um, you know, I'm wondering how you're uh, how you're feeling about that and how you're processing all that. And I'm going to yeah. then, John, let you, you know, you're going to talk about your love for your brother. And the question that's going to come up in my mind, um, and, and I'll ask you this kind of as an aside here because we didn't establish this prior to our um, uh, role play. Um, do I think you're a Christian or do you think you're a Christian? I think I am. I've, I've, okay. gone, to church, I've gone to church off and on for many years. Uh, but okay. I, I, so, see, I'm going to approach a conversation. I'm going to approach a conversation with a person who's at least – uh, functioning in the world as if they're a Christian, I'm going to approach that conversation differently because I'm going to assume that they at least have some understanding of, of what Scripture says about things. And so I'm not going to be afraid, I'm not going to be as afraid to introduce some of those um, uh, some of those themes into our conversation as I would have been if you had basically said, oh, gosh, no, I'm a purely secular person. I've got nothing to do with the church. In fact, I'm antagonistic toward it. Because my conversation right. with somebody who's antagonistic toward the church would be different. All right. Good. Thank you. Uh, we're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker, and we're speaking with Carmen LeBerge about how an ambassador for Jesus in today's society can talk about homosexuality and the other problems and sexual dysfunctions that are inundating our society. So we were just about to start in the role play. Uh, we're sitting at the soccer game, and uh, uh, Carmen has determined that I'm a, a nominal believer. Uh, you asked, how do I feel about what's going on? Well, of course I love yeah, my how do you brother. Of course, I love. Well, so, yeah, so John, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm certainly not uh, going to suggest that you not attend the wedding. I, I just really, I want to be having, uh, I want to be having a supportive conversation um, related to, you know, sort of the intersection of faith and life. And uh, you and I are both Christians, so uh, you know, in addition to meeting up here at the soccer field, you know, we see each other from time to time at our community prayer breakfast, and um, you know, and, and other things, and so. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I just need to be honest with you. When we talk with our kids about sexual purity and the expectations that, that God has for us in terms of uh, marriage, especially, um, you know, I'm just letting you know, this is confusing. And this is confusing. And I'm sure you've talked with Cindy about it. I'm just kind of wondering, you know, how you're approaching the conversation about your brother and his wedding um, you know, with, with Cindy, who's also going to Sunday school where, you know, she pretty much knows what the Bible says about Adam and Eve and what the Bible says about marriage between a man and a woman. Well, my, my, my brother is getting married at a church and, 
he told me that the pastor told him that Genesis says it's not good for man to dwell alone. And therefore, the overriding principle of the Bible is that marriage is good. And, and since he's not attracted to women, it certainly would be okay for him to marry Steve. So marriage certainly is good, um, but marriage here on earth is not actually a human institution at all. It's actually a, a reflection of an eternal reality. It's the, it's the reflection of, of how God describes the eternal relationship of Jesus Christ with his bride, the church. Um, and so just because, and you and I both know this, John, because we certainly know a lot of pastors in a lot of buildings that have the word church in the front of them that are, are neither. And so, um, you know, I think we have to do, we have to do the hard work here. We have to, you know, as believers, as people who profess to be followers of Christ and therefore believers in the Bible, we're going to have to do the hard work, man. I'm not letting you off the hook so easily. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let you just, uh, just say, hey, somebody with the, with the title of pastor in a building with the word church on the front told my brother that it's okay for a man to marry a man. Dude, there's no way to support that biblically. And so, I mean, I, I think that just as honest believers, we've we got to have a hard talk about this. All right. Uh, well, thank you for speaking, uh, speaking the truth. Um, Maybe you could you could tell me about uh, about politics. Um, you and I both know that in our very very polarized conversations here, uh, you know, in, in America today, um, we we will probably already know the political position on whatever issue it is that we're trying to address. So my encouragement to people would would be again to back away from issues almost as far as possible in order to have. Um, larger conversations about the concept of political engagement and the engagement of Christians in the public square. Christians cannot uh, evacuate themselves, take themselves out of conversations in the public square, and we ought not allow ourselves to be pushed out of the public square either. So the Freedom From Religion uh, Foundation might say religion has no place in the public, public square. I, as a Christian, march right into the public square and make my uh, position known. Therefore, religion has a place in the public square because religious people, people of religious conviction, have a place, have a voice uh, in the public square guaranteed to us by the First Amendment of the Constitution, something you guys uh, at your law firm and in your cases talk about a lot. Religious liberty and, uh, and the freedom of speech are, are two integral parts of this conversation. Um, and, and when we talk about uh, those, that language and those words, we then get the opportunity to talk about uh, what it means for people to be created and therefore endowed. If we're endowed by our creator, that presumes a creator. So Amen. now you and I are back to the real issue, and that issue is God. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful topic. And uh, I'm sure that uh, our listeners have many other questions and would like to know more. How can they learn more about you, uh, find your book, and, and your ministry? ReconnectWithCarmen.com And the book is Speak the Truth, Bring God Back into the Conversation. Uh, Carmen, thank you for speaking with us today. Hey, thank you, John. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mauk and Baker. You can reach us at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.